Hello, this is Deadpool. Yes, the merc with the mouth. I uh, would like everybody out there to listen to my bleeding ears. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's fantastic. Yeah, I like it too. Shut up. <laughs> they live in my head, and that's scarier than anything you're going to watch here. <laughs> Stupid. Welcome, everyone, once again to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 71. With you today is me, Larry, your host, as always, and my beautiful co-host, as always. Jessalyn is here with us today. Thank you. It's been forever. It has. Do you know why? I was sick as yeah, shit. It was oh. gross. Yeah, I, it, it was on par. Well, no, maybe it wasn't on par with when I was sick in October. No, that was bad. That, that was, was really, worse. really bad. Yeah. Uh, this one, I, I, I could still talk, but I'd still be coughing a bit. So I thought I'd just wait a week, you know, and, yeah. and get better and so I don't sound like Ann Ramsey when I'm doing the podcast. Cover, yeah. <laughs> <Ann> <laughs> So yeah, it's good to be back. It's also good to take a little time off too. It was it was nice, you know. I didn't have to worry about what the hell I was gonna say for a week. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> but we're back, and we Jack. got <laughs> we got some stuff we want to talk about here. Some a few new things that we watched lately. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of them is one of the biggest movies that came out this year so far. It's been out for about three weeks, so we're a little late coming into it. Mm-hmm. Us. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele's second film after Get Out is Us. Uh, different movies, which I liked a lot. It wasn't just the same rehash, which I think a lot of people were expecting in this in this movie. And I believe a lot of people were expecting this movie to have a lot of hidden things in it or a lot of, uh, of different meanings and stuff. Yeah, I think... There was still, they were expecting like a big presence of social commentary, I think, uh-huh. like Get Out had. Right. This, I still think, had a social commentary, but it was a lot more subtle. Yes. And maybe had to do more with class than race. Mm, I mean, I didn't see it in there, but yet again, there were a lot of, uh, the day after this came out, I shit you not, I went on YouTube and there was just tons of people going, Get Out, oh, no, I'm sorry, Us Explained. Or what does the yeah, ending mean? And there's right. just tons of those up there, people with their interpretations. And I've avoided all of them. I, I don't need to read those. I don't need to, to get into that and see what other people think. What I got out of the movie is what I, I mean, I wanted. Yeah. And I, it was pretty straightforward to me if you kind of just pay attention to the movie. And yeah, then you'll get what it. you had said is a straight horror movie. It's a good horror movie. And yeah, I agree. It is. Yeah. Um,. And I don't know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe everybody's reading too much into it. Um, we can't really talk about it because I yeah, don't want right. to spoil any of it. Right. Even And I will say, though, you were really hesitant to watch the trailers. Yes. And then we went to the movies, and there was a trailer. And right. And you watched it. And we both agreed after we saw the movie that even that extended trailer did not give away right. everything. It was actually, the trailer was done well. Yeah. It showed just pretty much the beginning and... 
partially the end. Right. But other than that, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was they, it didn't reveal too much, which yeah. was great. You, I got to experience everything in the theater just somewhat blindly. Yeah, which was great. <clears throat> I definitely want to see it again. I enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good movie. It was definitely a good movie. It was a good horror movie. Uh, as always, you know, whenever uh, <laughs> it happens every year, where someone will be like, "It's the scariest movie ever made, best horror movie ever made." Um. I'm not going to say if it is or it isn't, because, I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and, I wouldn't call it that. Right. It's a good horror movie. And I'll bet you a million dollars that no horror critics said that. Yeah. I believe it's just from people who don't watch horror movies very right. often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's the best movie. Well, yeah. Well, you probably didn't watch the other 400 horror movies that came out this year also. So. Right. But I'm glad <clears throat> you enjoyed this one. I did, yeah. It yeah. was really good. It was well shot. Uh, the... A lot of times when horror movies are dark, it can be a real pain in the ass, but this movie was nice and dark. It was perfectly lit. This is a perfectly lit movie, especially yeah. with, with it being a lot. A majority of the film taking place at night. Yeah. So it was it was well lit, <clears throat> and you were able to see all that shit. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, um, yeah, this is a definite go-see for me. I do want to see it again. I don't think I'll go to the theater. I'll just wait till it comes out on video on demand, and we'll watch it again. Yeah. And then I can pick up on some other things, but I'm just going to avoid all those people, what they explained, you know, on, on YouTube. I'm probably going to watch it, because I like to disagree. When I just, <laughs> not just to disagree, but I like to actively disagree when I disagree, that's all. <laughs> so, check it out. Uh, next movie on our list we watched on Netflix. It- <laughs> <laughs> And you did not give a fuck about this movie until it started playing. No, I thought you were... Well, say what it is. Uh, it's the, the Motley Crue pseudo-docudrama, The Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I really didn't care. I was super into the game I was playing on my phone. So I was like, what? Just watch The Dirt. I don't care. <laughs> and then I found myself really into this movie. Yeah, it's 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 a, actually kind of a well-done movie. It's done by the guy who did uh, all the Jackass movies. Yeah. Jeff Tremaine, so I knew I saw his name and I knew it was going to be a comedy. Yes, it uh, is, and it is, and there's some some dramatic parts in it too. But yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty funny movie, especially if you know Motley Crue and you know the history of them, and then you know how nuts they were and how how much of a fuck they didn't give, and how women are always around them, and it's this pretty much just that movie along with some personal differences in the band and. How you know, it's like every other movie, you know, they break up, they get back together, they have difficulties and and different problems with each other, and yeah, it's but, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's whatever. Who gives a shit about those? But it was it was good. It was a fun time. I had a great time watching it. Yeah, the screenplays adapted from like all of their books: Tommy Lee, Mick Mars, Vince Neil, Nikki Six. They all wrote a book. Right. And this movie's adapted from that. There are inaccuracies, just like there are with all biopics. Yeah, exactly. Um, and embellishments. But, yeah, this movie was fun. And I didn't know a whole lot. I mean, I know of Motley Crue. I could pick out a couple of songs, but it's not that <laughs> kind of music. So I said before this movie was over, I was like, so, like, which one of these guys are dead? <laughs> and none of them. I can't believe they're all alive. And they look okay. They Except Mick fine. Mars. But, yeah, that's... Mick Mars is dead? No, he doesn't look good, though. No, you're right. But alive. <laughs> yeah, he's alive. Yeah. Live wire. It's 
part of the song. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that people listening were like, yeah. Yeah, he threw in a Motley Crue joke over a Motley Crue movie. He's so fucking smart. Uh, <laughs> this movie is harmless fun. Definitely it is. check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check it out. <laughs> you like, I'm just now thinking of some of the parts. Like Machine Gun Kelly. I didn't even know that was Machine Gun yeah, Kelly playing either. Tommy Lee. Because I didn't really know who that was. I've heard that those words before. I knew yeah, he was yeah. a rapper. A rapper? Yes, he's a yeah. rapper, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, he, he actually makes Tommy Lee kind of sweet and yeah. likable. Yeah. Also a little stupid, but Tommy Lee's a little stupid. Well, from from some <laughs> of the stories I've heard of people meeting some of the band members of Motley Crue, they say they're not the smartest guys on right. earth. So, <laughs> but they're smart enough to make billions of dollars, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, they're not that dumb. Right. Now our next movie you saw without me because I didn't give a shit. Right. Uh, Dumbo by Tim yeah. Burton. I was looking forward to it. Because it's Tim Burton, and Tim mm. Burton is a big part of my childhood. And to see him redo another movie that was a big part of my childhood, and I even read a review that said it's delightfully weird. And I was like, good, Tim Burton. I love <laughs> weird Tim Burton. Um, you know, like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice. Those are all movies that I loved as a kid, that you loved as a kid, that right. we all loved as a kid. So I thought, yeah, Dumbo's going to be updated, which it desperately needed. Well, all right. Not desperately needed, but there are things that needed to be left out of Dumbo that are in the original Dumbo. And mercifully, those things are left out. And I wanted it to be kind of dark and weird. It's... I liked it. I walked Uh away. I mean, there's super mega happy ending. So I walked away feeling kind of uplifted. But it wasn't anything special. It it didn't feel Tim Burton-y at all. It's a kid's movie, like you said. It's a kid's movie. And it's rated PG. So I should have expected a kid's movie. And that's definitely what I got. Now, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, also rated PG, I right, think. Right, right. Um, and I think that had a lot more adult themes than this did. I don't yeah. Know. I liked it. It's a kid's movie. Completely yeah. and utterly harmless kid's movie. I just really don't give a shit about these remakes that are coming from Disney. Yeah. I just really Ava don't give Green a fuck. Ava Green didn't sway you at all. No, I, I'll go see her nude somewhere else, you know, in a different <laughs> movie. Like I, I, I seriously like okay. What, which which movies like Lion King? are doing the live action Lion oh, King, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Then what's after that? They're gonna do a live action version of fucking Cars or something? Like, are you just gonna remake all your shit? Aladdin, you forgot about Aladdin. Oh, are you doing Aladdin? Aladdin? Yeah. No, I, I know. It's fucking stupid. Like, and I'm sorry, man. If you're really looking forward to seeing these movies, and if it is because they're made off of your childhood and just live action versions i'm sorry man like there's so many other things they can do in this world other than just remaking fucking cartoons yeah it's, I, I read somebody said uh, uh reboots and remakes should never be done unless you've got a new story to tell and this one kind of did i guess but I, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's new elements in the story. But there are, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a, a new film or a new take no, on Dumbo. Definitely not. Like um, it's, it, I, 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 I'm just, I can't say I'm baffled by it because I know why they're doing this. They're good. They're, they're taking money from people my age. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They willingly handed it over. And they're willingly, yeah, because they've got kids now, and they're like, oh, I loved the Lion King when I was a kid. 
you they, know, and, yeah. and now they're going to make it in live action. Well, I'm going to take my kid to go see it. Well, and I wouldn't have been interested, but they tricked me because they had it directed by Tim <laughs> yeah, Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> like, who's going to direct the Cars fucking live, <laughs> live action? Hal Needham or some shit? Ugh, Maybe stupid. who's the Fast and the Furious guy? That's the joke. Justin Lin? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to make him a John Singleton? <laughs> the fuck? Uh, I, I'm, I'm fine. Go see all those movie people. All those people. Blah, blah. See it. it. I mean, take your kids to it. It's got yeah. a good message. Uh, you know, Dumbo is about rising above your circumstances and believing in yourself. No, you know what? Fuck that. Don't take your kids to go <laughs> see these movies. Go take them to see other movies that have better messages than this. Okay, that's a good message. It's a good message, but they already know that message because they've already seen the fucking movie in animated form. Why don't you go see a live action movie that that has these messages in it? Like, go venture out. Like, look on video on demand or something. You've seen this movie before. And that's it. I'm done with Dumbo. All right. Relax. I didn't even make you see it. I know. I wouldn't have seen it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go on to something funny. Yes. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Fucking Dumbo. Uh, we watched a new series on Hulu called Pen15. Yeah. And if you look at it on paper, it seems like it spells penis. I mean, I just started calling it penis. Penis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this show's about uh, two seventh grade girls who are played by adults. Like 30-year-old women. <laughs> 30-year-old women who uh, go about their everyday seventh grade lives. And you get to see it from their point of view. And it's really well done, I believe. Uh, Me too. The way how they incorporate these 30-year-olds into school with these kids who are... Uh, 13 years old. Yeah, the rest of the cast are all children. <laughs> They're all kids, yeah. so it's funny to see how they interact. And by like the third or fourth episode, I really didn't even notice anymore that they were adults because they kind of just, they kind of really fit in and I and I really believed them as mm-hmm. as uh, seventh grade girls because, well, I was watching this and, and they're acting like how I'd seen seven, seventh grade girls act before when I was in seventh grade. Right. And I was like, Oh, that's why they act like that. Like, okay, I get it now. Like, wow, it only took me 20-some years to figure that out, but (laughs) shit, okay, I get it now. But yeah, it was was kind of eye-opening for me, and it was just fun to watch the show. It was a good time. I think it's laugh-out-loud funny. I think it captures the... A lot about what it is to be a 12-year-old girl entering the 7th grade. They tackle things like masturbation, yeah. which you never talk about with relation to young girls. And not in the way they did it, either. It was, yeah. Like, I can imagine seeing like a, a sitcom doing it where someone goes into the bathroom and they come out and like, right. their hair is fucked up. No, they actually show them... like. <coughs> Thirty-year-old uh, simu- woman <laughs> simulating yes. like like masturbating, and you get, you can watch it, and it's it's funny the way they do it too. So it is. It, girls it, have the same awakening; it's just yes. never talked about. So it's really cool to see that other side of the, the flip side of the coin there. Yeah. So we've seen what boys have done for a long time, and and even though it's not as accurate as it can be, it's just nice to see the accuracy accuracies of a seventh grade girl. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And again, it was something you wanted to watch that I really didn't think I would care about. <laughs> Once again, yeah, you know, this happens a lot, actually. You know that? It happens a lot. Hey, ditto. 
What with what? I just got you into like the staircase and what were the other? Yeah, you give me in all these <laughs> serial killer things, and <clears throat> I'm just I know I join you in bed and you're already watching this shit. I'm not gonna be like, oh, change the channel. You know, I'm being a nice guy. You and say I, that now, but but then were... I get into it. Yeah, of course I do, but I don't ever sh- like I'm like no, I'm not gonna watch that. You know, and, and then like oh, this is good. You know, we're not gonna do this here. Well, good. Why don't you just go and watch the <laughs> OA then? Okay. <laughs> Oh, you outed me. Yeah, I know. Worst fucking show on you know, Netflix. I've been reading about it on online, and nobody knows what the hell is going on in that show. <laughs> I'm sure... But they're into it, whereas I'm just like, I have to see how it all ends. No, you don't. Yes, I do. For whom? <laughs> For what? Who are you going to share this with? <clears throat> For yourself. I want you to cut all of this and mad at you for outing me about the OA. Well, you you watch it, so yeah. Well, you can out me. I'll out myself about shit. I don't care. I watched Dawson's Creek. Fine, I don't care. Boo. You've already said that on this show. I know, and I was reiterating it even more to new people who started listening this episode. Because we're on iTunes now, actually. And yeah. Please join us there. Please do. Listen to us argue about petty bullshit yeah. on iTunes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, oh, yeah, Pen15. Pen15, Check yeah. it out. Check it out. It's a good time on Hulu. It's fun. Don't check out the OA. <laughs> and before we head into our movie of the week, we went to C2E2 a few weeks ago. Oh, shit. Am I tired? Was I tired from that? Yeah. And it, I keep getting older each year, and I keep going three days each year, and I'm just pooped by sunday yeah walking around well, every day all day oh i just get so tired the thing is it's not walking it's like meandering in a huge crowd of people so like my back starts to hurt because i'm not really moving right yeah same just here like but just people not looking where the fuck they're going oh, ever. yeah huge costumes and some of the costumes i allow because yeah it's so cool. fine others yeah. i'm like i don't know what that is yeah. in everybody's way <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we had, there were really good guests. Paul Rudd was there right. for a Clueless reunion. So Brecken Meyer, Donald Faison, and Alicia Silverstone were all there too. Uh, and what you heard in the beginning of this podcast is that you, uh, Jessalyn, met Nolan North. I did. And he was able to record the opening for us, which you already heard. Yeah, I wasn't that far back in line, but it still took forever because Nolan North was being awesome and really talking to everybody and I should be happy but the whole time I was like tapping my foot like okay Nolan North come on I want to meet you and then he <laughs> spent a lot of time with me and he was so nice and he did a podcast intro and he was the best but you never even mentioned Pretty Little Liars to him I didn't I feel like he would have been impressed if I had said although I'm like a 39 year old woman yeah, <laughs> now like obviously you watch Pretty Little Liars <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was very, very nice. He's Spencer's dad on Pretty Little Liars. But yeah, it was a good time over at C2E2. Met with some of the artists. Uh, I met with Tyrell, who comes on the show all the mm-hmm. time. He had his own little booth there. I bought... I, I got a sketch from him. It was the uh, the Giggler from Death Wish 3. <laughs> uh, so now I have to hang that up in my room somewhere. I don't think I saw that. Uh, I don't think you've ever seen Death Wish 3, so no, I mean, you wouldn't I, get it. it wouldn't mean anything to me, but yeah. I think Tyrell's very talented. So, oh, yeah, I'll show it to you. Yeah. But um, uh, other than that, that's about it with me, other than just walking around the whole fucking time. And I got pretty close to Paul Rudd 
Um, there wasn't a big line for him, but it was sold out. So if you didn't yeah. already have a ticket, you weren't going to get in that line. But I got pretty close to him because the line was so short. And he greeted everybody like he was like it was his mother and he hadn't seen her in three weeks or something like that i want i mean find someone who looks at you the way paul rudd looks at literally everybody <laughs> he looked like he was being awesome i'm sure he's just the best guy hey you know it really looks like he is the best guy yeah is he married does he have kids yeah both oh mm-hmm. well Pretty private then, I would think, Yes, right? yeah. he is. But I really want to know what she's like. I bet she's also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's just the straight man. Who Maybe. Knows? <laughs> Luckily, there's no straight man between us. Yeah, it, no, I guess not. No. There isn't. Mm. But we, we take turns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about C2E2? We were there. I mean, you were there every day. Yeah. Um, uh, no, not much, really. It's... No celebs you wanted to meet. No, no wrestlers not really. Like no, that. I'd seen them all before. My brother-in-law was excited about the Pink Ranger, but he didn't meet her. No, I, I saw the Black and Blue Ranger there. Those uh, are two different Rangers, right? Oh uh, well, the Black, yeah, the Black and Blue <laughs> Ranger, what? the one who gets his ass kicked against Ivan Ooze all the I time. Know, the Power Rangers kind of missed me. I didn't. Well, yeah. same here. I, I that came out right when I was I like figured out girls. And that's right <laughs> when that show came out, so it was past me by then. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't watch it. I thought it was stupid. Oh, well. well, But I did. I remember seeing uh, the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie in the theater when it came out. I did not know there was a movie. I don't oh, think. there's been, like, a, no, maybe not a dozen Power Ranger movies, but there's been quite a few Power Ranger movies. In the theaters? Yeah, huh. yeah. I definitely forgot about that, or I completely yeah. missed that. Yeah, yeah. Different iterations and... Whatever, yeah. But yeah, C2E2 was cool. Uh, be there next year. Yeah. Cool. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. movie of the week is the 1990 film class of 1999 now i read today actually i was just kind of brushing up on my class of 1999 uh, knowledge 
And this movie was actually filmed back in like 88 and 89 and didn't get released until like 1990. Was there a reason? Because their studio went bankrupt. Oh. (laughs) So it had to go on the shelf for a while until it was finally released. So that's why a lot of these actors, like, their ages are different from, like, the time when it was released. You can see, like, um, uh, well, the one kid in this movie, he was also in Near Dark. Uh, yeah. And he, like, kind of seems like around the same age, even though these movies came out kind of uh, a few years apart, but yet they were kind of filmed oh, I close see. together, so mm-hmm. it didn't seem like the kid aged at all. But, yeah, so this movie was on the shelf for a little while. Okay. Uh, I remember I saw this movie back in 1991, right around, you know, the, the Larry's parents' divorce era, where I was still in Chicago, and I would somewhat split time between my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. and my dad uh, and I would always kind of rent movies and stuff in his, like, he had a studio apartment at the time, so, uh, yeah, we would always just rent movies, and this was one of them. I remember seeing the previews for it on TV, I was like, oh, dude, I totally want to check this out. Of course, I never did. And it took a while to get to VHS. It was probably about a good nine or ten months, I want to say, before I actually saw the film. And I really liked it when I saw it uh, all those years back, what, 20, almost 20 years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of, it still holds up to me, actually. And the effects in this movie still hold up also. This movie's pretty much like a, a Terminator ripoff in a way, to where it's, um, well, this class of 1999, of course, is set in the future, and these ex-military robots are introduced into high schools, which have been kind of overrun by, like, uh, youth gangs, as they're called, um, so <laughs> they kind of want to straighten out these schools so they incorporate these former military robots to be teachers there and to serve out discipline as needed. And that's pretty much the whole film right there, where yeah. it's just a, a Terminator in school. We uh, we get to see that there's two different gangs in the school. and What are they called? I didn't write that down. They're called the Razorheads and the Blackhearts. The Razorheads. Yeah. That was the other one. <laughs> like taser face. <laughs> That is pretty ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, you have these two different gangs warring in this high school. And um, the Stacy Keach character, who uh, is the figurehead of this new research kind of thing going on where they want to in- implement these teacher robots to these these schools in, the, in these free fire zones is what they're called. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's just anarchy in these like uh quarantined areas kind of like uh the movie district b13 yeah uh it's kind of like that where the cops have no presence in there but yet uh it's still in the united states so there still needs to be schools and such and such it still has to somewhat perform like the rest of the united states right uh but this is happening in different parts of the united states anyway where all these different schools are having these problems and locking down different areas in the these cities or states to where it's yeah it's just kids <laughs> blowing shooting each other like kids take guns to school and pistols and uh, drugs are rampant so it's just a total shit show and now uh, they are the principal has hired this company to come in and and turn around the school the principal is played by Malcolm McDowell mm-hmm. so 
Everyone will know who the hell that is. Yeah, uh, I wrote down 262 IMDb Jesus credits. Jesus Christ, he'll do anything. He does so much shit. Yeah. It's amazing. And he's always awesome. <laughs> I don't know if he's always awesome. You haven't seen all those movies. No, I mean, there's no way. Bad. I don't <laughs> well, think you've TV, seen Caligula or something. He's done tons of stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, the director, Mark L. Lester, has done quite a few movies, movies that I have seen and actually like. Uh, Class of 1984 is one of them, if you've never seen... Have you ever seen that one? No. That one's... It's completely different than this movie. Okay. <laughs> it's about punks this time, and Flea's in the movie, Michael J. Fox. Hmm. No, wait, Flea in the movie? No, Flea's in a different movie. No, way, he might be in that movie. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, it's um, it's a completely different, different movie, but... Well, there's no robots in that one, so... Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, Firestarter uh, and Commando were the only ones that I recognized. Right, uh, Showdown in a Little Tokyo. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armed and Dangerous, which is uh, Eugene Levy and John Candy vehicle. It's like a comedy. Hmm. With yeah. Eugene Levy and John Candy? Yeah. No way, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, um... So, uh, from there, like, uh, we're introduced to Cody, who's being released from prison. He's a high school kid and a f- former or current member of the, the gang, the Blackhearts. Mm-hmm. So, he's released from prison to go back to school, and there's a condition meaning that he can't be involved in any gang activity or violence or right. anything, or he's going to go mm-hmm. right back to prison. Cody, he is played by the guy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the one who uh, turns into a puppet. Yeah, Bradley Gregg is his name. He's also, it looked like a regular on Silver Spoons and My Two Dads, which I've never really watched either one, but those were both kind of big shows. Well, I remember him as Eyeball from Stand By Me. Yeah, oh, wait a minute. There's another guy in Stand By Me, too. Kurt. Right, the... Who plays Cody's brother right, or like half brother yeah. or adopted brother? Actually, yeah, he's in the movie too. He plays the okay. dumb guy. <laughs> I believe he's the dumb guy in that. I not one hundred percent on that though. Okay, well, yeah, it looks like Bradley Gregg was like almost a guy at a place. Almost, man, he could have been. Almost made it. Yeah, he has that kind of Christian Slater. I don't give a fuck attitude. Get out of my of head. Him. That was exactly what I thought of it. And then Christian Slater showed up and ruined his whole career. Like, yeah, Heather's came out and blew this dude out of the water. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he, uh, his brother picks him up, and his brother, like I said earlier, is the the young vampire in Near Dark, mm-hmm. and uh, and we actually saw him in this other movie too, which is a very rare film and hard to film to fi- uh, to, to find, is called Meet the Hollowheads, hmm. and it's just a really weird film. Uh, actually, my upstairs neighbors, they uh, actually he was on the show before, lent the movie to us to watch, and we watched it in his place also. Uh, it's just a really weird movie with Juliette Lewis is in it, and it, it's filmed like it's uh, a 1950s sitcom. If, but it, they're like in this weird, like futuristic place, and all their like equipment and stuff is like the Flintstones or the Jetsons, where they have like a creature come out and take care of things, or like it's just really <laughs> weird. It's a really weird movie. It's uh, really hard to find though too. So, uh, um, so yeah, what's that guy's name? I always forget his name, the the kid from the movie. He's, like, a really um, weird dude. Like, I, it's like he never grew Joshua up. Joshua John Miller. Joshua John Miller. Yeah. He actually does a lot of writing and directing now, too. I saw that, yeah. It looked like he had, a like, a teleplay. Or right, yeah. Stuff. Not a whole lot more acting, more writing and directing, yeah. Right, exactly. 
So we get to meet him, and uh, and Cody's like, I, I can't be in this anymore, I'm leaving the gang, and this gang member's like, no, you can't leave, and he's like, fuck you, I'm going to school. He's very dead hostile way. the whole time to everybody. He well, come on, man. Look at look at he when he goes home to like. Uh, oh, I know. And he finally goes. Worst. His yeah. mom is is hooked on what's this stuff? Like it's like a meth stuff. It's called yeah. the edge. Yeah, yeah, definitely meth edge. type substance. Yeah. yeah, to take off the edge, I guess. Right. <laughs> so he goes home and see everyone's. His whole family's addicted to the edge, and he's just pissed off about it. And his mom's a piece of garbage, and he leaves. Uh, and during this time, he ends up meeting the uh, the principal's daughter, and he starts having somewhat of a relationship with her. But that's what I mean. Like, they're always yelling at each other. And, like, you just <laughs> met. It's not as though you had some sort of history, and now you fight all the time. Why are you even hanging out with each other? Yeah, right? they, they both seem to hate life as it is. Yeah. Like, and each other. So yeah. why... Mm. That... They have no chemistry at all. <laughs> that's sort of rude. Nah. I wouldn't say that's what ruined the movie for me. It did not help. <laughs> and she, that's played by Tracy Lind. And I remember her from Fright Night 2, My Boyfriend's Back, and, um, oh shit, she was in this other movie, I forgot. But also looking up on IMDb, there was, she, she did, she was in a, a version of Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, from 1990. I keep forgetting that it exists, and I should yeah. try to watch it sometime. <laughs> It's got, like, Natasha Richardson. It's, yeah. I had never... I don't remember it at all. But, you know, now in 2019, when things are so scary... Right, yeah. And I've seen the seasons of A Handmaid's Tale, I'm sort of interested. Yeah, it's a bit different now. Uh, Stacy Keach is the guy who's in control of the robot teachers. Yeah. And he's got, like, these white eyes and, like, this rat tail-looking flat top he's rocking. He looks yeah. like Brian Bosworth got whited out by bleach. I know it's because he's supposed to look kind of bionic, but it's really distracting. Yeah, yeah, it is. He kind of looks like a, a, a white lizard. Yeah. Or albino lizard, actually. <laughs> uh, and, our, and our robots, or cyborgs, or whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, are played by Pam Greer, who mm-hmm. everyone knows, Pam Greer. Yeah. Uh, John Ryan, who's, uh, I remember him mostly from It's Alive. Yeah. Uh, but he usually plays a bad guy, and he looks like a bad guy. Yeah, he does. Uh, and the last one is, uh, Robot is played by Patrick Kilpatrick, and I remember this guy from the Bruce Willis movie Last Man Standing. Mm-hmm. He's one of the one of the mobsters, and Bruce Willis blasts him early on in the movie. And what's funny about that movie is whenever someone gets wasted, they get fly back like twenty feet. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's going to be a movie of the week pretty soon too. Yeah. Good old Bruce Willis. He has like one emotion through the whole movie. It's great. He's also in Eraser. Yeah, he's in tons of shit. Arnold like, Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, one hundred and fifty-two IMDb credits. I wrote those down too. Yeah, it's amazing the amount of shit he mm-hmm. has going on. Probably tons of, like, B-action movies that yeah, you've seen yeah, that I've never seen. Yeah, exactly. But, it's like, bit parts somewhere. But, right. But still, I mean, come on. You're still getting shit tons of work. Good for you, man. Yeah. He is pretty intimidating looking, you know. I, I <laughs> He would scare the shit out of me in a dark alley. Yeah. And, yeah, you're right. Still working. And he's the, um, he's the PE coach mm-hmm. or gym coach or... What did you call it when you were in school? PE teacher. You called it PE and not Unless gym. They... Oh yeah, we called it PE. Mm-hmm. Oh. When I was in 
I believe in Chicago we called it gym. When I was in Florida, we called it PE. PE. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Even though yeah. we, there's never a gym to go into, but yeah, we called it gym. We had a, well, kind of. Yeah, we had a gym. No, not in Florida. It, I didn't have one. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. It's too hot. Called it PE. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so wait, where would you do your PE stuff? Outside. Ugh. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Yeah, man. that sounds yeah. awful. It's gross. Anyway, um, from there on, you know, uh, the two different gangs are fighting back and forth. Uh, Cody is is constantly fighting with one of the other gang members, Flavio, of the <laughs> of the Razorheads. And what pretty much happens is that the these teachers kind of revert back to their military styles, and they uh, start to pit the different gangs against each other. Yeah. And the Stacy Keach character, Doctor Forrest, doesn't like do anything about it because I don't know why. He never really gives an explanation. No, I feel like he does because he wants to branch out from the military and sell these robots and make right. money in schools. He wants to put them everywhere, so he wants to cover up when they malfunction because he's not going to make money that way. But they malfunction so badly yeah. though. Towards the end, there's no way you can cover this. Really up, buddy. bad. It's yeah. really like, bad. Five hundred high school kids got killed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of close. <laughs> I, you know what? Ah, shit, I didn't add up uh, the kills. But wait a second. There's a ton of them, though. But there are no breasts or penises, but there's no. a ton of ton kills. No, well, there was <coughs> one breast that you thought about counting and then decided not to. It was a prosthetic one, because yeah. uh, the end battle, when the two gangs actually team up together, when they find out that the teachers are robots and they're trying to get them to go after each other, mm-hmm. they, they team up and um, they... they totally rip ass against the the teachers but the teachers you know knock out quite a few of them too um uh the first teacher to get killed is the uh what's his name mr harden yeah he's like the english teacher he's the yeah and he actually uh he spanks a couple of the students yeah. When they act up in the earlier scenes. That so. part's kind of funny. <laughs> he goes off on them. <laughs> I mean, you can think of like a robot hand hitting your butt all at like about 20 different times, and I'm sure that would hurt, you know? <laughs> Definitely. The, the and in front of all of your classmates. Just yeah, I'm sure that can be embarrassing, but looking at the way these guys dressed, it's kind of, you know, actually, these guys dress a lot like how people dress now. In like in fashion shows, so it's not yeah, that big so. of a, a difference to now. So yeah, a movie that supposedly takes place twenty years in the past actually makes sense now, twenty years in the future, even <laughs> though the film's made thirty years ago. So, yeah. and if you can follow that, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they finally kill one of the robots, uh, Mister Harden, and they put a gun in his mouth and blow his head off. But before that. Near shooting some of the teachers, very few headshots, and it was funny because when they finally killed this this teacher, you're like, God, geez, about time a fucking headshot. Yeah, I was like, Yes, the head, thank you. <laughs> like, you only have to see like one zombie movie to figure out that that's what you should shoot at. <laughs> uh, the second teacher that's toast is the Pam Greer uh, teacher, and what's really cool and with these. Robots is that they, you know, rip their arms off and they have like these like missile launchers and flamethrowers yeah. <laughs> on them. But watching this film, knowing that there's no CGI in it at all and there's yeah. no stop motion animation in this film either, 
It was really well done. It looked like there was a little stop motion. What, towards the end? Yeah, one uh, guy is definitely, it's like a prosthetic head. uh, If it is, it fooled me. (laughs) It didn't really seem like stop motion to me. But that end kind of half Terminator, you know... uh, Yeah, that guy. That that was not a human. That was, no, that was not a human, but that was, I mean, none of that was CGI. I don't believe they stop motion any of that. No, not CGI. I guess I thought it was stop motion, but maybe it was just No, I think it was just prosthetics moving. It didn't look all that great. Did they speed up the film? They might have. walking kind of weird. They might have done that. The one thing that that really I was impressed with is the, the arms that they had, like the missile launcher arm. Yeah. The flamethrower arm, and when they're walking through the hallways, they're not hiding that arm at all. They have it out in plain view, and they have it in such a great angle where they're able to, you know, put their arm behind their back and have this prosthetic mm-hmm. being moved, and it's just very, very well done. It does look do really this. good. I actually wondered if Patrick Kilpatrick only had one arm. Yeah, I know. It really good. It did yeah. look really good, because mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how he did it the whole time. Because, I mean, he's walking around the hallways. There's no one behind him, you know, with wires making that prosthetic move, right. that missile launcher move. It's him walking. And when he's walking, you see that full arm. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to look and see how they did it. But yet, it's mechanical. And especially at his elbow joint, which is very prominent. It's where it's just a metal joint. And it's just like, wow, how do you do that? You know? And it was, I was just really impressed yeah, by that. that part was cool. The effects mm-hmm. in this movie are really well done. Yeah, the explosions I and... Mm-hmm. Uh, though they blow up whole fucking school for the most part it's, it's really well done in the, the five million dollar budget they had mm-hmm. so I really have to give this movie props on that to make a somewhat predator I'm not predator Terminator clone and to make it still look pretty good to still have you know decent acting you have a, a pretty huge set you have uh, your, yeah. your 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 uh, your production values are great in this movie mm-hmm. they uh, this takes place in Seattle, so it looks very muggy all the time and rainy and shitty, just like you would think a semi-apocalypse would be. Right, like you know, a dystopian that, Seattle. Right, yeah. it's not all sunny and and happy and everything. It's, <laughs> it's it looks like real like shit. You know, I read that the the crack house that they they base the um, uh, uh, Cody's family out of was actually just a, an abandoned house. Oh, wow. Uh, I read that, and also that the. Um, the, the prison is actually a prison where Cody comes out of. And hmm. I, uh, I read this, too, that the director, they got to use the prison, and all he had to do was buy the prison a TV. Nice. <laughs> so that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, uh, the production values on this movie are awesome. Uh, this is a definite checkout for me, um, especially with the effects in itself and the action. I mean, this is a pretty good sci-fi action movie. All in all, um, considering the effects and budget and everything, I'm going to give this movie a B. Yeah, maybe if I had had some nostalgia for yeah, this movie. I agree. I thought that I had seen it, and then I watched it, and I don't think that I've ever seen this movie. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was kind of sloppy. Uh-huh. They don't really give Pam Greer enough to do. You you cast Pam Greer. As a Terminator. And well, this was give her anything to do. This was around the time of Pam Greer's. She really didn't wasn't up to like the the notoriety that she got with uh, Jackie Brown because Tarantino 
really brought her back up, you know? She, yeah, but I feel like when you say back up, it's because she was somebody. She was, but not during this time. Yeah, in but the 90s. Still, she was you like Pam Greer. Give her I, something I to do. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but at the same time, you have to think of the time when this movie came out. Her career wasn't all that great at that time. It, it was on a downturn, actually. Her biggest movies came out in the, the 70s and early 80s. So this wasn't a big time for her. She was, you know, and... And she, yeah, I believe she should, she should have been bigger too. But unfortunately, Hollywood's really shitty. Women yeah, get a little right. older, and they mm-hmm. don't use her as much, and they you're don't right. use women as much, mm-hmm. and that just happens, and it sucks. So I can understand why they didn't use her as much, and I think that well, sucks that they. Right. And, but I also, yeah, I also say that that sucks, but I also understand why. I, I don't agree with it. Right. But <laughs> but I I know why. Yeah. So I mean, I gave it a C minus. Uh-huh. Because I feel like I've seen this movie kind of, and I've seen it done better. Like the first thing I thought of was the faculty, and that's not really fair because this movie mm-hmm. came first. Right. But not for me, it didn't. The faculty uh-huh. came first, and okay. I know that's sci-fi and not robots, but yeah, well, yeah. I, I think they're they're you think both that's a cleaner, better movie. Oh, I believe that too. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with that also. And at the same time, though, you have to think of. The faculty and all the people that are in that movie—you have to think—they got Selma Hayek. They have all oh, these stars. Sure. Yeah, it a, a somewhat of a bigger budget. I, I, I think. Oh, I'm sure it was a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, I don't think the scale of the faculty is as big as Class of 1999. No, because it's only the school. It's just right? the school and, for the most and part. Elijah house. Yeah, that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that movie was done on the cheap. It's Robert Rodriguez. Of course, he's going right. to do that. You know, on the cheap and make it look pretty decent. You know. Yeah. So that was the first thing that I thought of. And again, this movie came first. Just didn't come first for me. Um, it's a, it's fine. The two protagonists, the guy and the girl, like clearly hate each other. <laughs> but then are for some reason together at the end. I don't understand. Um, she's not particularly interesting or helpful. That was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's fine. I didn't hate it. I think I also prefer my teenagers to get, like, stabbed, squished, or decapitated. There's something unsettling now about watching teenagers get annihilated by Gatlin guns. How about the neck breaks, though? The neck, some... neck breaking, that's okay. That didn't bother me. It, it was the gunning down. You didn't like the, the students I gunning each other down? did not like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that just means that I'm old, but... So, yeah, C-. minus. Didn't hate it. Oh, right, that's well. good. That's yeah. something, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really you don't recommend it, but you don't say it's a, it's not a, like a real shit movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would recommend it. The special effects are really good. The practical effects. I wouldn't say don't watch it. What the hell do I know? Go watch it. Yeah, there's a sequel to it too. I saw that. Yeah. Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it, but okay. I just didn't give a shit after a while. Okay. But, uh, Forty kills in this movie. It's a pretty violent film. Yeah. There's All a lot, there's high some good ones. Kids. Yeah. Uh, I counted, well, and, well uh, I counted the robots yeah. too, and Stacy Keach and Malcolm McDowell mm-hmm. get theirs. So yeah, most of them are high school students. But um, yeah, I say check it out. I enjoyed this movie, and I enjoyed it a lot too. And yeah, it is nostalgia, yes. partially yes. But yet again, um, like I like to do with this podcast, is kind of find the things in movies that have been overlooked and try and give them a second chance. Yeah. Uh, this I'm glad movie you showed it to me. Definitely, yeah, yeah. This this movie is, I, I believe, is one of them. I think does need a second chance. It's not the greatest, 
but it's a pretty cool mindless film to watch mm-hmm. and and there's no real big message in it or anything but it's 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 a fun watch it's cool to see some of these actors through uh, the scenery. You got Malcolm McDowell or Stacey Cage, which are fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, always. Definitely. Uh, Pam Greer. And so, yeah, it's a, to me, it's a fun movie. So I say check it out. Um, what did I give it? A B. C minus from here. Yeah. C, yeah. Hey, it's not a D, so. No. Mm-mm. All right. That should uh, about do it for us this week. And. If I don't get sick again, we'll see you next week. And I don't even know what movie we're doing. Oh, I do know what movie we're doing next week. Hey, you have to know because I always forget. Yeah, well, I always forget too, and then i got to remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us. Check us out. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes now, and Google Play. Woo-hoo! And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening.